Okay, whenever you're ready. Welcome to the Club Pro Chatter number 10, brought to you by the Minnesota Section PGA and the Section's charitable arm, PGA Reach. Once again, I'm Greg Snow with my good buddy, Scotty McDonald. We've got kind of a full table here, Scotty, and I love it. Uh, I'm the head pro at the Olivia Golf Club, and Scott, where do you work again? Um, Minnewaska Golf Club in Glenwood. And you friend. just drove down this morning, right? Yes, I did. I, dr- I drive as much as anyone in the section other than our next guest okay well that's true we're gonna to get to that but uh right now we are coming to you we'll call it live even though these podcasts are always live or they're never live i don't know how you word it but anyways we're at hazeltine for the kmpg uh kpmg why you, do i get that wrong because that's i part I, of my apologies yeah i know and now you're gonna to have to apologize again have we one quick question have we figured out how many vacuums they got here since the last <laughs> time we were here do you remember that we didn't get an answer on that we do we have a Chandler sighting? Has he been around? No, we'll ask Chandler? Bargy if we find Bargy ever. K P M G. Oh, I got to write that down and get that right. All right, let's get on to our first guest here. We're going to do that before we do apologies. Is that okay? Yeah, because he'll probably have to apologize for something too. Well, maybe. I heard he played 100 holes of golf with you. No, he didn't play with me. He has to apologize to Tim Vernon and Kelly Hoynes because he played with those two for 100 oh, holes. Oh. I got to play with Foley. It was very interesting. We saw a Skunk. He double-hit it twice in 26 holes. Were he, either of them intentional? No, no. Okay. The, so, so, the, so we didn't call. There right. were no penalty strokes, and uh, we d- he played with a yellow golf ball for 18 holes and then lost it. So... But anyways, all right. Let's JD Dremel is here. Let's on. Jeff Dremel, our PGA career consultant. He's the guy who uh, helps us, Scotty, when we're looking for work. This is our guy. And I remember Jeff back um, boy, we were right close to here in Chaska, and the job was open with the Minnesota section, and we got assigned by um, our uh, who was the guy who was doing the uh, the moderating that day, uh, the for the for the PGA. Um, goodness. We'll get, we'll get it. We'll get it. Anyway, like I need to help you find a job in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got assigned employment, and your eyes lit up. Darryl I mean, you Krull. were Darryl just Krull. Daryl Crawl. Thank yes. you. And your eyes just lit up. You were like, "Oh, employment. That's me. That's going." And you didn't even have the job yet. Correct. I think you were unemployed at the time. That is correct. Yeah. So, anyways, how has the transition been, and how has it been going for you, uh, becoming our career consultant? And Scotty and I kind of have a lot of the insight, but tell our listeners what, what it's been like for you with that transition. Sure, yeah. After having been a head golf professional for 25 years, I loved every second in, in the business, uh, working at a bunch of clubs around the country. Uh, it it kind of came to a point where I was looking maybe to make a change, and it, it so happened that we had an ownership change at our club, so it was perfect timing. Um, my passion has always been to help PGA members, whether running for office or serving the section, and, and this position came up to be a career consultant. So now I get to help PGA members every single day. It's been awesome. Beautiful. Scott, that's you. it's your turn. I know. So, J.D., give everybody kind of a background because you, like Greg and myself, worked in west central Minnesota yeah. for a little while there. We, we've kind of got that uh, hub Absolutely. Grew up in the beautiful big town of Painesville, Minnesota. No head golf professional, no range, and, and, and come full circle to actually having worked at some of the great clubs, uh, including Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, it's been just golf's been my, in my blood and in my life and given me some great opportunities, so it's been amazing. 
So and getting what, to know guys like you and gals has been awesome. So go take us all the way back, JD, because I don't think I've heard the story of where did it all, where did becoming a golf professional start for you, and then the road it took you to becoming our career consultant working for the PGA. Sure. America. Yeah. So I grew up again, self-taught golf golfer. Um, I wrote the PGA of America an actual letter and put it in an envelope and mailed it and said, I want to be a golf professional. What do I do? I uh, had no mentors. They sent me a. a, a college thing that said if you want to be a golf professional we have one of these programs in the country and of course it's in michigan which i thought was kind of screwy but i went to fair state mm -hmm. worked i hadn't i never had left the state of minnesota till i left for college and since then i worked in probably 14 different states bunch of different clubs i used to summer in michigan at crystal downs country club and i used to winter in myrtle beach and then i'd play golf all the way down there so it's been a long, I think I'm a 32-year member already, so more than half my life I've been a PJ member and just loved it. So, yeah, this transition is different. So now I, I don't deal with the day-to-day -day golfers all the time, right. but I deal with the people who deal with the golfers all the time. So right. Who's more trouble? Uh, you know what? They're equal. <laughs> <laughs> the nice thing is, here, and here's my, so I, I used to say my advice was free. Well, now actually UPJ members are paying. We're paying so, you. Yep. Um, I don't think we're paying you enough, and I don't even know what you make. I love it. Thank you. I, yeah. I will give you my, uh, Scott Kimmick's name. I'll send you his email. I'm, I'm pretty sure that whatever you're doing is making the guys behind you not look so good well the nice thing is i can tell people i've done it probably i've, I've dealt with boards of directors i've dealt with, with tough customers um so i can tell them what i would do and whether they take you know that's not always right but i've been in their shoes so that's been really helpful and it's been great for relationships yeah i mean i i know some of the backstory with jd but i think you like me know him from I mean, when I first became a PGA member, he was the guy that was leading our spring meetings because he was our section president. Right. And then a few years after that, he was a district director. So he's been in the national boardroom and been very involved. I mean, and both you and I have served on the board and it's, it's kind of the blueprint that we've followed, you know, run our clubs, but also give back to the association. And now you're doing that as an employee. So exactly. it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because you've been on both sides and you've been, you know, you've been a lot of a lot of help to us on the section side because you have all that knowledge. I mean, you might not like this term, but you're kind of our historical reference on a lot of this stuff. <laughs> Probably true. And the nice thing, too, is I'm going to shoot, shoot straight with members. Uh, you know, if, if they have a resume that doesn't look great, I'll just tell them and we'll fix it. And so... I couldn't do that having not been in their shoes and, and seen some really good resumes, and so that's been helpful. J.D., I remember uh, one of my first section meetings um, that I really attended and actually was interested in. Um, you ran the election, and that was the first time I kind of really listened to Jeff Dribble because he was a celebrity, right, for yeah. Scotty yeah. for yeah. a while, mm -hmm. right? And this is kind of cool for us that we get to interview now a, a mentor and somebody that we look up to, but he was so unbelievable with those elections that everybody since then is just complete failure. <laughs> and I, and again, I, I'm sorry to put that on everybody else, but you set the bar so stinking high. Why do you, how do you, how do you do that stuff? I, it, you're, you're actually shocking me right now. Cause I don't, I don't know if I did that good a job, but. <laughs> cause you um, interject, cause you know how you got to uh, ask a second time sure. and then you interject the perfect little humorous thing at some point where it's like, I know this is stupid, but everybody humor me. You know, right. you say those kind of things. Yeah, and that's kind of, that's kind of I always tell people, be true to yourself. So that's kind of my personality. Um, I mean, if you walked in my golf shop, you might get a hard time. You might get a joke. You might get something totally off the wall, and that's just me. So 
Um, life's too short to be too serious, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think agree. we all would agree with that. We all like to keep it light, and I think that's why we all get along. This is this is fun. JD, as as the career consultant, uh, you know, I always like the the tough hitting questions. Yeah, Greg, you do. Greg throws I go, the softballs. I throw softballs. Yep. Um, what is the biggest challenge for us? I, I mean, I look at it right now. Got how are we have? Do we have enough people coming up through the ranks to become golf professionals? And then do we have enough quality jobs to retain them? Because we've talked a little bit. Is that the biggest challenge? Yeah. Well, there's a, a few challenges that I deal with every day. So the number one thing is it, everybody knows that at one point we overbuilt golf. So mm-hmm. too many golf courses kind of affected a lot of facilities. People weren't as busy at their facilities as they were in the past. Same thing goes with golf professionals. At one point we probably well, what, what right now we're boasting 29,000 PGA professionals, and that's a lot, but there are a lot of facilities out there. So, yes, there's opportunities for people to get jobs in golf, and that's frankly what I'm doing with the career consultants too. I'm happy to be on their recruitment team because we are finding it's tougher to find people to help us, help head professionals at their facilities. So, um, you know, the numbers are declining for people getting into golf, which can be good too. I mean, it could raise the value of the professionals that went through all the training too. So... In a nutshell, yes, we need to recruit the next generation of PJ professionals. We also need to look at second careers, and we've got a lot of military people out there who love the game of golf who would be great employees at a facility, and so I'm working mm. with some of those people too. So um, the biggest challenge I see, to answer your question, though, is getting golf professionals to show their facilities their worth. We're, we're all pretty modest people, and... You know, when you look back, and that's what I, I asked the tough questions. You know, what did you do at your facility this week that generated revenue, that added new members, that that in, uh, added to their enjoyment of the club? And everybody will say, well, I was just doing my job. Well, that's great, but that's hard to explain when you're talking in a negotiation thing. So I'm encouraging everybody to at least track a couple of those per month and bring them to your board. Let You know, most board of directors are kind of oblivious to what – what we do and they take for granted how good of an experience we we give them but it really affects their bottom line and without the golf professional there are no golfers i uh i go on record as saying that um i think there's one boom left in golf i said it probably about 10 years ago i think i was on the board jd when you heard me say this that uh, i was kind of excited for Susie willie to be the president of our section because i believe there's one boom left and that's the ladies i still think there's a lot of room to grow there and there's a chance for us to maybe do something. We're here at the KPMG. You saw me look down at my paper there. And uh, <laughs> I had to make sure I got it right, Maggie. So anyways, uh, we're here at the KPMG. Give us some things that you're going through to help us with that, to maybe get women more involved and maybe to get them to feel like they belong out on the golf course. I deal with this at my club. Of sure. They just feel threatened for whatever reason. And I try to high five them and hug them, but not in a weird way. And you know, those type of things. But Scott, don't put your hands in your head. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, again, we're trying to do everything we can to say you are wanted here. You are welcome. Right. What What more can we do or what things are you seeing? Well, the thing of it is you, you have to promote the game, first of all. You have to get people to love the game. A great example that we've had already here at the KPMG is we met a little girl. I talked to her. Her, single, her mother was a single mother. They'd never heard about golf. And lo and behold, she got a 10-minute lesson with, from a PJ professional her eyes lit up. Her mom brought her back the next day. She got some chipping lesson. And now you, you're really kind of making people know how great this game is. So uh, breaking down the barriers, like you said, making it more comfortable, 
the biggest thing that I'm finding, and, and frankly, my daughter just surprised me and entered the PGA of America to become a member, which was a shocker to me, but it has to be self-promoted too. The, the PGA prof professionals themselves have to tell, tell the story about how great working in this game is, whether you're at a golf facility or whether you're at an association, whether you're just knowing how to play and you can you know, be with KPMG or a big company, Target or whatever. Golf is a part of all these major corporations. And if you know anything about golf and can play a little, you can take it down the road a lot. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, ultimately, if you want a career in this business, you got to love the game. And I mean, for me at our club, just for instance, tonight, we non-traditional ways of getting ladies to the golf course and breaking those barriers. We've got a global tournament tonight. And I tell people it's perfect. You, you, you don't know how to play. Nobody's going to see how bad you are because it's in the dark. So it's, <laughs> and nobody's going to know it's a bad shot. So That's it's just good. things like that. Or, you know, we're trying to start something Tuesdays where it's just uh, no rules. Just come out. And all I ask is just, hey, play one hole. That's all you got to do. If you want to play one hole, great. You want to play three, nine, 18, doesn't matter. Just come to the course. And it's, it's really going to break down that barrier and uh, the, the intimidation factor. And because there are a lot of etiquette things and rules, and, and it's, it's very confusing and, and it threatens people. So just make it as easy as possible to get them there. I mean, my wife, her favorite event of the year is the global tournament. We're going to play it tonight. So, um, yeah. JD, do you find some of these clubs that you go to saying, Hey, is there any ladies out there that would be interested in our jobs? Absolutely. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, um, if you're a female and have golf knowledge and want to work in golf, I can probably get you a job in the next hour. <laughs> that I mean, fast? Unbelievable. I'm going to have my daughter call uh, you. It, yeah. I'm <laughs> no. telling you it's that easy. I mean, people that if, if you get, women into the facility to make it more welcoming then they'll yeah. be fine and they'll be more comfortable so um, you yeah. might have to repeat that I don't know if everybody could hear it because your microphone kind of did a, a spin of rule on you technical this is did you very, hit something very, I didn't think I touched it but okay. <laughs> uh, yeah so there, the opportunities for women in golf and in business are amazing so um, I have people contacting me all the time asking do you know any female professionals or females that can want to work in, in my golf shop or with our association? And, and the, the opportunities are endless. I just hired uh, Katie Wolfel. She's a girl who teaches in the cities here, but she, her parents live in Bird Island. And um, last year she came and did some lessons. It's amazing how many ladies now take lessons from her that I must have intimidated. I mean, abs I can't even sit back and say, no, they just didn't, you know, they, no, I probably intimidated them to some degree that Katie does not. And, and of course the guys are interested in, in sure. taking lessons from her as well. And so it, it works out perfectly that, uh, you know, I've got other stuff going on right now yeah, sure. with, with county commissioning, but she is awesome in the fact that she loves it. She wants to teach. She said, if I could teach every day, all day, I would just love it. And I'm like, um, Go after it, yeah. Katie, whatever you want to do. I'm actually doing a, a Boardroom Magazine feature article on a female professional in our Nebraska section who joined a club, added 40 new family members, added uh, programming that now there's more rounds of golf, there's more revenue, there's more people. Yeah. It's a huge, it's hugely successful. Yeah, and I, I let her set her own rates. I let her do whatever she wants. Again, the range, just go after it. We'll pick it for you. You know, whatever we got to do yeah. to make this happen. And, and 
I can speak from experience, JD. It's it's opened up doors for us that I don't think would have been opened. Right. Yeah. And to Scotty's point, I mean, if if you have a passion for the game, I I look back. I went to work for 30 days and didn't think it was work. I went to my office, which was a a pro shop, a golf shop, a, a golf course, and it's uh, I always called it, it was a it was a it was my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I met my friends. That's how I enjoyed my time. So. You have to have a passion for the game, and then you just move forward. Well, he's got to get going, Scotty. Do you yes. got anything for him before we, we turn him loose here? No. Um, yeah, It's thanks for coming on, J.D., and uh, thanks for all you do. And, yeah, I mean, I, I've communicated with you a little bit. I haven't been in a job search, but I know how important it is just keeping up with my career profile and learn the hard way on that on something but uh (laughs) yes you did but it's 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 just uh i mean he's a wealth of knowledge and to all our members that listen to this and you haven't reached out to him that's what he's there for and the insight that he provides is is invaluable so yeah so to that point i and i you know, historic. I think you call me historic, historical. You're historical. Old. You just old. Old. You're like an old You're, building. I didn't say prehistoric. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll have to add this to updating my resume as a highlight. Um, and spending time with you all here on this podcast, I have to say it is a first for me. But really, anybody out there that needs to get in touch with me, you can uh, email me at jdrimmel at pgahq.com. Or uh, call my work number, 561-386-7715. And when I call you back, it'll show a, I'm calling from West Palm Beach. I'm probably not down there, oh, but right. that's where the phone originates right. from. Uh, but it's really an honor to be on here. I'm happy to serve and do whatever I can for our section and PJ members and people who love golf anywhere. All right, J.D., uh, don't go retiring on us, okay? I'm here, I'm we here for lo- the we, I, we love you, and we love what you do for us. So thanks a yeah. ton for coming on Thank here. Thank you, guys, thanks, and Gail, for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, Scotty, you know, I, I can't reiterate to the young professionals enough that they maybe find a career consultant kind of uh, intimidating or why do I need that or I can do this on my own. Of These guys, they were huge for me when I lived up in Brainerd. And uh, <clears throat> just kind of the one thing that stuck in my mind from our career consultant then was he said, what quality of life do you want? You know, what, what are you looking for? He goes, you know, is it money? You know, kind of the hard questions that you're like, oh, well, I thought that's what it was always about. And he's like, no, it isn't. You know, there's some headaches with some bigger things and you move to there. Maybe that quality of life isn't so good. So that really opened my eyes to, yeah, let me think about that quality of life. What do I want there? And so JD has a really good background on that and he can find that out about you. And I'm saying that to everybody who, yeah. who listens to this. He'll find that about you and he'll go, that may not be a good fit for you. Or this could be a good fit for you. Well, that's just it. I think, you know, you and I are now in the business a, a, a long time, I'd say. We're and almost veterans. We're almost veterans. We're almost life members. But I think we know a lot more. But when you're an assistant going through the ranks, you're like, the employee consultants, that's not really for me. But it, if if JD would have been our career consultant back when I was an assistant, it, he probably would have helped me a lot just kind of saying, here's where you need to go. And I was very fortunate and you're very fortunate too, that we kind of landed at some great spots and, and, but yeah, a career consultant for someone that's just getting in and doesn't know where they want to end up and doesn't realize that the Olivia's and the Minnewaskas are great jobs. Uh, they're super yeah. important to talk to. So, 
Um, what do we got next? We talking about that U.S. Open that no. you and I? No. No? We're going to apologize first. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's later in the day, and I know you have a song ready. And I, if you don't, I want you to off-the-cuff one, and I'll come in where I can. All right, come on. You're thinking what? You know songs, Scott. You're this as is... cold as ice. You're, You're willing, willing to sacrifice your love. Is it your love or our love? Our love, your love. What does that have to do with sorry? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I just we are taking a... this to new heights and I... new realms. We're... How about we don't have to... Because there's so many sorry songs, how about we just... Sing a song each time. Just sing a song, yeah. huh? Okay, first apology. I'll go quick one. You uh, you said to me, golf course is in great shape. Awesome. And guess what I did? Thank you. I said thank you. Like, I was out there fixing grass and divots and the whole thing. Jacob Button, thank you for what you do for us. He's our superintendent at the Olivia Golf Club. And that, that credit that you gave to us should have gone to him. Because yeah. he's incredible and he's been great for us. And I just love working with him. Yeah. You're next. Okay. I got more. But okay, gonna, we'll, we'll go back, back and, and forth. forth. I got an apology. Last episode, there was just so much background noise. All those people just, just nope. the spectators. Yeah, there was like clanking of pots and pans and mixing of Bloody Marys and 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 Mike's wife stepping in yes. with the whole key thing. It was just the car it, running. It was, One of your members saying, "Hey, Scott," even though he saw you six hours ago. Yeah, exactly at the blackjack table. So it's just I just want to apologize for all that extra noise. There was a lot. Yes. Okay, my second apology is I said Jeff shooting seventy three was like me shooting sixty two. That is like the dumbest thing I've ever said, and I've said some dumb things. Jeff shooting seventy three is like me shooting eighty six. Yeah, that, that okay. that's right. Yep. That's what I a had to think flop. about that today. I'm like, I'm listening to this going, and I, 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 the whole time I'm like, wow, you guys know what I mean. I didn't even know what I meant no. at that time. But now I'm, I have clear of mind here. I'm going to have a little bubbly, and I'm going to get clear of mind. And Jeff shooting 73 is like me shooting 84. So that's what I meant to say. So I'm 84 sorry, 84 or Jeff. 86? Yeah. Okay. A, a, mean it up and go 85. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. What do you? What else you got? When Greg says drinking the bubbly, he does not have champagne. No. Here. He's talking about no, sparkling water. That's our sponsor okay. today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Look, still looking for our first. Uh, I got to apologize to Sorny. I shortchanged him like three player of the years. I you said, said six. Our three to four, and Jeff's been a six times. So I shortchanged. Oh, I thought him a you said bit. six. No, three or four. Okay. He's he's way. We know he's great. He's. He's even better than we remember. So, well, that kind of shows I tune you out occasionally. Oh, that's yeah. So maybe I'll have to apologize for that. But I think you do it to me. Yeah, I, I, I tune you out a lot. Uh, do you have any more apologies? <laughs> I'm done. I got one more. Yeah, go for I'm, it. I want to apologize for eating oatmeal on the air. That's awesome. I, I I'm done eating oatmeal on the air. I won't do it again. I don't think you could hear me because I just kind of inhaled it. But I think it's rude to eat during a podcast. It was funny listening back to it because I was vision, uh, I was envisioning what you looked like and what you came in and the whole bit as I was describing it. So I was chuckling on the ride in today because I, I like to listen to it right yeah. before we do this. Yes. I was chuckling thinking about your hair. Um, isn't, isn't my haircut nice? I wanted to compliment you today on that. Oh, thank that you. haircut does look good and you look like a normal human being. Again. <laughs> so th- thank you for that. K. P-M-G, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, you didn't apologize about that, but you already did earlier. Well, so. I'm going to end up apologizing to a lot of people here. Yes. But we're going to bring on 
co-producer Maggie, or I mean, co there it is, co-producer Gracie, who joined us last time, what was it, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago. Yeah. Boy, it's been that long. Mm -hmm. So she joined us last time. We got to get to know her. Uh, she told me her last name, Gracie. Stockton. Stockton, Stockton oh, thank that's you. That's a big, just listen that's to a big golf name. I know, he's a great putter. Do you think she's related to Dave Stockton? Do you know Dave? I do not know okay. Dave. Okay, he's a putting guru. So Dave Stockton was like he he gives putting lessons. He actually helped Phil Mickelson for a while. He's a great player. I think he won the Caldwell Burner Senior Classic at Bunker Hills a couple of times, and, if I remember. And I think did he win a major? Maybe a U.S. Mm, Open. It's possible, okay. but anyways, you're yeah. not related to him. Fact check. I don't check. think so. There was some stuff up in the pro shop I saw at Bunker. Um, but with that name? Yeah, with that name. So I just got my first set of clubs. Hopefully, some of that does run in my veins. Okay, what is it? heritage.com or there's something where you can ancestry.com or you it. need to go back Gracie because that Stockton. would be okay. awesome I'm writing that down if you're related to Dave wouldn't it okay but Gracie or John Stockton yeah do you know do you know John Stockton that name my grandpa's name is Bill so that's all generic <laughs> John Stockton I'll was one of look. the greatest point guards of all time the like greatest Okay. He does not top Magic Johnson, and we are not a basketball podcast. Okay, whatever. We're we a can, golf podcast. We can debate about that later. You, okay, I'm going to get mad here. So, anyways, yeah. John Stockton was one of the greatest. He's a lot of assists, so that's another Stockton name. But, Gracie, you were here basically since Monday, right? Yeah. You came out here, and yeah, you've been involved. Been you've been in the interview tent. Mm -hmm. You've been hanging out with these girls, and I hear that you got to interview or got to talk to Lexi Thompson. I did. She's kind of one of my golf idols, so that really? was really cool for me. Yeah, um, I asked her a question about what she'd wish she'd been told as a young golfer getting into the game and what she would tell a young girl wanting to get into the game of golf now, especially with this whole week-long yeah. theme of women empowerment and inspire greatness. It, it's been really cool to watch. What did she say? Um, she mentioned PGA Junior League and really just getting kids involved in the game, finding things that they're passionate about because it means that they'll stick with it, um, and getting kids playing in a team of of those with their like ages so that they keep that team mentality, stay involved. And she just stressed like pushing and um, pushing kids to find things that they love, whether that's mm. golf or something else. Well, that's a good point because again, well, a lot of times we're, we're so focused in on golf here, Yeah, but that isn't for everybody. And I mean, that's hard to, I, I say that about my son all the time. He just, it's just not a golf isn't a thing for him, but he loves basketball. So that's a really good point by her that, get kids to do something that they love rather than pigeonhole them into something that well because my dad was this or my mom was that or whatever mm -hmm. it could be but have you had a chance to go and watch any golf yesterday or uh we weren't here yesterday we were actually at the minnesota pga girls junior championship yesterday oh, down okay. at the jewel good old oh, jewel sure. oh yeah um, isabella mccauley won yeah, that sophia yeomans was second yeah mm -hmm. i saw that it was a it was a fun day uh, but we were here from Monday to Wednesday throughout, and then okay. we're here today through Sunday. Okay. So didn't miss much, but okay. And I hear you, you also had a chance to talk to Amy Olson? Yes, we did a All little right. one-on-one one with and, her. No, Maggie, she's one. She played in our junior series, right, way back. And, uh, yeah. And so, again, what the, give us some things that you talked about there. Um, she kind of just talked about her day and her experience so far. And she gave a little shout out to the girls in the junior championship, which was really nice to mm. kind of bring that back and about how playing in the junior series um, helped her like build a good foundation for being at the level she's at now. So is this your first major golf? Is this the first professional golf tournament you've attended? I got to go to the BMW in my hometown because that, and I always forget 
Um, the name of the course. I don't know why I can't remember it. What's the hometown? Maybe I can Lake get Forest, it. Lake Forest, Illinois. Oh, you were at um, uh, Farmers. Yeah. Or the the Farmers Hill or something. Cog Hill. No, no. I yeah. I'll yeah, have to look I that up. I always slips my mind because there's so many golf courses in my town. I have on Wednesday. I have Deer Path. I have that one. But yeah, so I've been to the BMW there. Okay. Was it the one where Jim Furyk shot 59? Probably. There was a hole in one too where a guy won a car. Conway Farms. Conway Farms. Yes. yes. Thank you. Oh, I knew yeah. I'd get it, Scotty. Give me a high five up here for getting that because well I done. blew Daryl Crawl earlier. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. messed that up. <laughs> Don't laugh over no. there, all right? What, is, what has been the coolest part of this experience? Has it been kind of getting backstage and being in the interview room and, and, and all that or just – I mean, JD's story with the gal that had never played golf. That's that's what this is all about. Getting kids. I mean, walking in, I saw a bunch of a youth walking in with their parents. So it's really cool that they can get this up close and personal with with the golfers. So yeah, I think it's twofold. Um, first and foremost, I have my first ever media credential, so that's really cool for me as a journalism student. I've been like behind the scenes yep. and getting to be in the media tent and attend those press conferences and take photos and all of that has been fantastic. Um, and, and like writing that story that we put out today about Nina and her mom, uh, Gracia, I think her name is, it was super cool to do that little interview. Yep. But on the other side, just being here as a woman and the general theme of empowerment and, and getting women into the game of golf and business like JD was talking about is just incredible. Um, like the spirits are so high and everyone that I've talked to, player and volunteer alike, is incredibly gracious and kind and just wants everyone else around them to succeed. Gracie, you're a Russian journalist or Russian major, or you have some <laughs> Russian. You learned some for us. Give us something you got here. I kind of want to sure. hear this. Um, I made sure, because I don't teach you how to save golf course in, oh. in class Russian, which is a failure. There's not much golf in Russia. No, yeah. no. A lot of snow, not a lot of yeah. golf. Um, it's a very beautiful golf course. It is Oh, wait. Hang on. I messed up. Это очень красивая Polia de Golfa. It's, it's a very beautiful It golf sounds course. like what you hear on those on the movies, didn't it? It sounds like I'm listening to an episode of The Americans. Yeah. 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 And I can't even comprehend saying something. Well, my favorite movie, and, and Gracie, you can chime in here. About Rocky IV? No, Salt. <laughs> Have you seen Salt? I have not. Okay, so that's the one that where they're Russian spies, or are they American spies, or are oh, they okay. Russian spies? Nobody really knows. Kind of, I think that's like the American. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, good movie, and that's uh, Angelina Jolene and some guy. Okay, that's my running joke. Is I'm this basically is... going to college to be a spy because I'm a double major yes. in journalism and theater with minors in Russian and political science. Well, we talked about it down at Redwood Falls yeah. about getting you on and talking some Russian. So that was very well done. Any girls in this event that you know of? Any of the ladies to speak Russian? There was no one from Russia. And whether if they're from somewhere else that's a, a Slavic country, um, then perhaps speaking the language is a very political question. So okay. I don't have an answer So like for a Ukrainian that. wouldn't speak Russian? That is a loaded question. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually... So sometimes they would? Sometimes they would. They probably do speak it, but okay. it's like whatever their native language is, is contentious. Because um, there's no USSR anymore, just so everybody no, knows. No, but even the it's... way that you like decline the <laughs> noun for Ukraine in yep. Russian can be a political statement. Interesting. Yeah. 
So it's it's very weird. That's cultural stuff, Scott. Well, that, Does that interest also, you? Well, that's also a good reason that you don't have a press credential. Not knowing that. Do you know how many times I'd stick my foot? They'd be like, "Kill this guy." Yeah, they'd be <laughs> like, "This guy's got to go <laughs> for sure." Because I'm not, not afraid, afraid to say, say stuff. stuff. No, I'll just say not. it, right? No. So, so again, you're, you're probably, probably better about that, Gracie. Gracie. That's, That's good. good. Well, she was even Peter t- side too. So well, she was even kind of holding back there a little bit. I could like, you know, I don't know who's listening. So somebody's always listening. That's true. So, so we'll respect, respect that. that. Yeah. All right. So, so let's, let's go, go through, through a little bit what happened yesterday. yesterday. Hannah Green. I watched. Did you watch any of the golf yesterday? I was on late. I was watching on my phone, following along with Sarah Burnham and Amy Olson because they went out early and there was no coverage on. So I was kind of leaderboard watching and saw both of them kind of struggled a little bit. And I saw Michelle. We did not. We had talked that she wasn't going to play, and then she ended up playing. Didn't play well. Uh, scores were very high. The golf course must be difficult. Well, again, we know Hazeltine, and I think that's why we watch it. Um, Grace, do you play much golf? I'm learning. I just okay. got my first set of clubs. Awesome. So, again, this is a course that is near and dear to us because this is one when we get on the schedule, we go, yes, Hazeltine, let's go play. Because there's these majors here, we kind of like to compare. So last October, I brought uh, Chandler was awesome and let me bring my club president and his girlfriend out here. And it was just jaws drop, you know, and whatever. Even though it was October of, hey, this is where the ladies are playing next June. So now watching it, um, kind of like, was I there? Was I there? You know, who was there? And I, I heard there was a hole out on number two yesterday from whatever for a, a double eagle. Wow. And so one of the girls slipped to, to three under fast in her round. Um, I don't know how she finished, but, um, yeah, you can look that up if you want. But Hannah Green played really well, only 16 girls under par. That doesn't shock me, Scotty. Does that shock you? No, I think we knew when I heard how far they were going to play at 66 to 6,800 and with how lush the grass is out here always. Yeah, I, I knew that it was going to be tough. It's it's just a tough golf course. I, I come out here and play, and... We, we both joked, what was it? We both played that fall, and I don't think either one of us made a birdie. No, I played from the, I played, Scotty made me play from the tips, uh, Gracie, and uh, I think I shot 87 or 88, and I barely made the fairway on what's hole seven right now. But the other hole, it's just brutal, and it, and it ate up some of the ladies yesterday, it's hole eight. That water is so close right there, and they really struggle with it. I think um, Sarah... One of the oh no, Amy, Amy Olson had a triple on that hole. You know, she took a six, and so her round was really good. Other than that triple, and then I think she had two more bogeys right after that, and so she would have been right in there if it wasn't for you know triple bogeys just kill your scorecard. Yes. And so we'd love to see these Minnesota connected girls make a cut. I thought it was so cool that they put Sarah out first yesterday with the first tee shot, and I don't know if that's planned. It has to be planned, right? But I thought what a wasn't planned. Oh, she didn't. She made the cut by. Um, she, was she was the last, last one in. Somebody oh, okay. WD'd, I right. guess. And so. Okay. That's what happened. That's well, pretty cool, though. So a Minnesota-born. Then that's even yeah. better, yes. right, Scotty? Because it wasn't planned. It was, hey, let's get this girl in here, and she gets the first tee shot. And then we have one of our buddies caddying. Oh. Yeah, Andy Smith. Really? Yeah, he's caddying for. Um, for who's that, Crazy? Lindsay Weaver. Lindsay Weaver, and she is uh, she's uh, seven bogeys. She shot 39, 40, 79, so Andy's got to do better. Yeah. I mean, I'd, blame I, I'd put it on him. Yeah, I think she could blame him. I would love to interview her. 
someday and ask her yes. how Andy was. How, how was he on the bed? Yeah. He's, on, he's only worked out here four or five years. He knows every nook and cranny. So. He should know every nook because he's a very good player. Yes. Andy Smith knows what he's doing. You know who else is a really good player? Dave Stockton. He won two PGA championships. Hey, good get. Yeah. Right there, two PGAs. Yes. Hmm. That's how we're related. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe there's something. Okay, let's talk about Michelle Wee. Michelle Wee was this gal when she came out. She um, uh, she was playing in men men event uh, male events early in her life. I think she was 14 or 15 when she played in her first LPGA event or something. And obviously was the next budding star. She made I think she made the cut at the Sony one year uh, on the men's event, or she was off by one shot, but she was under par. Right there again yes. from the men's tees. Yes. And so she was going to be. And she has a U.S. Open under her belt that she won, I believe, at Pinehurst. And so everybody's kind of wants her to be successful, but these injuries just keep holding her back. And this, this injury, the latest, I mean, you get asked, is this too early? Did she come back too early? And again, Scotty, you, know, you and I know that once you, get a, once you get an injury or once you get something in your mind, it's hard to come back. But you got to try to come back and play. Yeah. So I don't fault her for coming back. She shot 84 yesterday. She had two birdies, more than you or I had. But she also had three, uh, a quad, and six bogeys. So have you had a chance to talk to her yet, Gracie? We sat in on her press conference interview. Um, After her round? No, it was uh, before on Monday or Tuesday. Okay, and what were some of the things that she was saying that would kind of maybe have said, yeah, I can see how she shot 84 now? Yeah, it's clear that she was not entirely healthy. And she had a great quote where saying, um, as an athlete, you're never at 100%, but that's kind of something you deal with yeah. and, and keep getting through because you know you can. Um, however, she wasn't. She was told by her coach that she needed to start playing as soon as possible, but the doctors didn't let her start hitting balls until a week ago. So she has not been playing a lot lately, and she's still in some heavy rehab um, to be able to use her wrist. So it, it makes a lot of sense that she's not playing incredibly but she's still out there. I imagine she'll play through today. I don't. I was wondering. Okay, good. Because then if she doesn't make the cut, she didn't have to withdraw. Right. But I mean, I commend her for being out there in the first place and and being vulnerable in this way too. Really wanted to get out there. It is vulnerable to shoot high scores. Yeah. I know. Uh, but again, you have to get out there and just see where you're at. And again, nerves aren't probably a thing for her, but that wrist and trusting that and how's this going to get through on that divot? And, you know, is this going to hurt or is it not? Totally can see that being why we have, she had everything. I mean, she had every color in the book under her card. You know, when you click on those yep. things and she had every color. I mean, I think that colors that they didn't even know that they had, you know, next to her because she was all over, but included two birdies, you know, which again, on this golf course, is good. It's hard to make four birdies out here. Yes. And and you wouldn't think that when you step out here, but I just find it very difficult. So Hannah Green right now, as we speak, she's making another run. She's two under on the day. So she's six under total, and she's playing pretty well. Um, and she's through 11 holes. She started on the front nine, and uh, I wouldn't say she's taken, uh, taken control of the championship because Lizette Salas, who I believe is from California, um, she's at four under for the day and now in second place. And so... Um, I think maybe today they're going a little bit better. And I think the tournament uh, coordinators adjust to that stuff, Scotty. I think they say, hey, we only have 16 girls under par. Let's move a couple tees. Let's put an easy pin here, which I don't know where there is at Hazeltine, by the way. Yeah. Because I, I don't, Scotty, do you we know We haven't any? found them. I, <laughs> or we haven't played them. Yeah. We're out here. So hopefully they do that for these gals. And I'm cheering for Lexi Thompson. I know she's one of your favorite, but 
She's one of mine as well. I'd like to see her do well. And Paula Creamer was always one of mine that I'd love to see play well. She shot 78 yesterday. And I think that's where the cut's going to be is what I'm guessing. Probably about six over. So we'll see what happens there. Scotty, I'm so, I did a lot of talking there. No, no, I'm just soaking it all in. I think it's, it's it'll be fun to watch this weekend. And, um, yeah, nobody's running away with it just yet. Anything can happen. So it's it'll be exciting. Uh, I'm sure more and more people will be out here for the weekend with it being after the cut. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. It's a great setup here. Uh, it's just exciting to see. Uh, all the people here for this event so yeah gracie what are you watching for in the next few days i'm definitely looking at those hometown people to see how they do because that's just a really great angle for us to look yes, at you journalists session. you guys yeah. i mean what can i say yeah, you can't even apologize for that that's no, awesome I can't. no apology for me next week um <laughs> i wanted those hometown people to do well we can call her Homer, and you know what? It's okay. Yes. 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 Because, again, she, you're from Illinois. I am from Illinois. She's here for the Minnesota people. Yeah. Well, let's go. Yeah. That's yeah. just right fan, there. Are you going to be a Vikings fan, or are you a Bears fan? Oh, God, fan? no, Bears fan. Okay. All right. Blackhawks fan more so. I'm a big hockey family. Well, Gracie, thank you for coming on. We appreciate uh, you sharing with us and chatting, and I love this. And maybe don't, we can keep adding her in here. Yeah, because Maggie doesn't like being on. Well, maybe, I've always wanted to add Maggie. We should get another phone. It's, it's, it's okay. okay. We, we will ask the questions. It's okay. But yes. this is good. I like this. And all, what else is good is I get to watch every player walk up these steps, Scotty. Are you waiting? Come, do they know you? Not one of them know me. Waiting from the bridal suite. I haven't yes. seen Lexi yet. She's in the afternoon. Paul is in the afternoon. Some of those gals that I'm hoping will, you know, I can maybe do that. And they'll be like, who's that dork? Yeah. You know, waving at me, you know, that thing. Yeah. So we kind of got some, uh, we got our uh, emblem up here that's kind of blocking from people saying. But um, anyways. Um, that's probably uh, all we got for KPMG. Yeah. Unless you have anything else to add, big guy. No, we'll just recap the next time we're on, and yeah, we'll see who comes out on top. Yeah. All right. U.S. Open. Yeah. Talk some U.S. Open, if you would. Um, I don't know what you thought about it, but I thought it was awesome. I absolutely love it. What I don't like is that they were so far under par. And you know, I feel that way, and I'm not afraid to say it that I want that number at par. Yes. Okay, I don't want that number at 10, 12, 14. It looked like Gary Woodland was going to get to 15 or 16 is what I was feeling. Yes. But they couldn't control the weather. The weather, the the marine layer had moved in. Things were a little bit damp. Uh, 7,000 yards to those guys is pitch and putt. I uh, hate to say it, but we, we all know that. Even though 8, 9, and 10 are stupid hole. I mean, stupidly long and tough holes. Oh, yeah. And how easy were they making, making it look? It was... Uh... Yeah, I think it's a fine line. They try. I think the USGA truly tries to keep it close to par, but it's a fine line because, as all these guys are saying, this is a big year for the USGA. Let's. Uh, they they better not let it get away, get away from them. So they it's they burn it out a little bit, and all of a sudden five over wins, and everybody's ticked off with them. So I. I'm very happy that Gary Woodland won. He seems like a super nice guy. Um, just yeah, it he's he's been close. Uh, he's he's won on tour, but yeah, the majors had kind of fooled him, and now he's he's a U.S. Open champ. And having Kepka in the mix, we all knew it was going to happen. So that was exciting too. Just everybody else, nobody really made a move on Sunday. Uh, Justin Rose kind of faltered on the back nine, and, you know, Tiger never was really in it. 
What uh, I have a question. Did you see Phil Mickelson at the U.S. Open? Where was he? Yeah, I saw him, and he was right there. All right, right where? Don't you don't you throw that? I mean, he was just as good as Dustin, except for he took that triple on eighteen on the end of day two, and he hit it in the water, and then he hit it left, and then it was all over, and his tournament over. Yeah. But again, it was his last hole of the day. He was playing fine, um, and I don't know. We'll see. He played good at the Travelers yesterday. So at the end of the day, I was happy with Phil. He just, we all know his time's running out, and that's okay. Yes. Uh, I was very disappointed in Dustin, your pick. Yeah, he Uh, did. There's just no, he did nothing. No, no. On hole four of the drive ball, he just kept saying, I'll just hit it over into the ice plant down the ravine every time if I could. Everybody else is eagling and birding the thing or getting it on the green. And I was waiting for him to make a charge because I picked him in one of my other things that I got going on with the Redwood Falls guys. Yes. I picked him, Scotty. You know why? Because I thought maybe you were on to something. I thought, okay, yeah. You were Dustin trying. Johnson, you were ha- hopping on yet. the McDonald yep. yep, bandwagon. Now I'm done with that. Yeah. Well, that's it over. Shows shows why we don't bet in Vegas on this stuff. Hey, I'm glad I don't. But Brooks Kepka made his charge. I was happy about that. Justin Rose was brutal all week. Nobody gets this. He was brutal. Yeah, that did. putter, 22 putts, Scott. Have you ever had 22 putts in nine holes? No, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. true. Maybe, but 22 yeah. putts in 18 holes is you, – you can't hit the ball any worse than that. No. You're chipping and putting. It's going uh, to catch up with you. And It'll it catch did. up, and it did. He was all over the map, and he wasn't making those. But the putts they were making, Saturday golf was so exciting. Even my wife was watching the U.S. Open. With the shots that they were making, Gary was chipping in. Justin Rose was making the side the side benders on the same hole. And it was a great duel. And I thought this U.S. Open was awesome. Well, and the other nice thing is the West Coast. You get to watch it, Oof. you know, till 9 o'clock. That was awesome. You yes. get to have your full day. If you wanted to play golf, you could. Get done at 3, get home, and the final group hasn't teed off at 4.30. How many people came in on Sunday and said, uh, how are they doing? Yeah, oh, yeah, the old, <laughs> what's what, what's leading? Oh, they don't tee off for another four hours. I kept saying that. I was like, hey, um, you have some time. You can play another nine, and then you'll be okay. Yeah. You know, you can get that. Uh, you can still watch some of that stuff. So I thought that was fun. So uh, I don't know if you know this, Charlie Danielson. Yes. Who we talked about. Yes, we made did. the cut. Yes, he did. He played Brent with Phil Mickelson. Yes, on Saturday, mm-hmm. played with your boy. With my boy. Mickelson. Yep. So that had to be fun and ended up uh, finishing at plus five. Shot one under the final round. It, but uh, one guy I want to hit on is this Victor Hovland. Yeah, just turned pro. Yeah. How about how about him? He, how impressive does he yeah. look? Yeah, Four under good. shot. It was tied for 12th. I mean, great week. I mean, out of the gates, it looked what he was four under in the first five holes. Yeah, he was wonderful. So and again, there's a nice crop of young guys again yes. that have come out. I think this Wolf kid just declared uh, that he's he's now a pro and he's at the Travelers this week. And again, there's a there's a good crop here. And it just it, golf, you know, when people talk negative about golf, I just sit back and I keep going. I, I'm sorry, I don't see it. I yeah. see golf doing very well, and that's why I still stand on golf doesn't need Tiger. We're lucky to have him, but look at the U.S. Open is doing great without, and he wasn't in contention. I just think those guys hanging on, you know, we wanted Jack Nicholas to hang on for all those years. Come on, keep playing, Jack. Well, eventually, Father Time wins out. Yeah. And so we want that, and I want Tiger and Phil to keep going, but there's so many good young players, it, it doesn't really matter yeah. to me. I think golf is in just a phenomenal place. And I will keep saying that, Scott, and you can keep detracting me if you want and saying, no, we need Tiger. Well, it doesn't it doesn't hurt. That's for sure. To I have never said it hurt. No, no. But 
we we do need Tiger for as long as he wants to stick around because it's just like Nicholas, you know, winning the 86 Masters at 46. People still were tuning in for that. Right. I mean, the greatest tournament of all time, you know, if you talk to people. So, uh, Scotty, state open qualifiers are, are happening as maybe not as we speak yeah, when's right yours? now. When's yours? <sighs> I can't sign up for that. I, mean, I know it's know a that. big weekend for you. Is that the corn so, capital days? No, I don't have CC days uh, on the radar this year because the state open is a week earlier, more or less on, and maybe it's not a week earlier, but on the calendar for the corn uh, uh, capital days of Olivia, it is the state opens the week before. So I really don't have any excuse because I don't have any events at the golf club on that day either. That's not true. I do have one now booked on Saturday, but the bigger thing for me is it's hard to take three days off in a row. Now, I know what you're going to say, and I just want you to shut your mouth, all right, because I probably wouldn't play Sunday anyways. I know. I know. I could put myself on the schedule, and that's why I didn't want to play in the match play because I was like, well, I got to, you know, but this format was perfect for the match play is I didn't have to schedule out three days. I could just lose the Brovold, and that was it, you know, and if I had won, and you're already moving forward on that. With your match play, yes. you, you've already won your next round. But the, Round I get, of eight. I get sidetracked. But we're going back to Rush Creek. When was the last time we were at Rush Creek, Scotty? Do you remember for the state open? Six, seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, and I thought it went very well there, but it's a public golf. You know, it's a higher-end public. And so it's very nice of them to give up, you know, those days for the state open. And um, I'm pretty excited that it's there. Not that we don't like Bunker. But it's just nice, I think, to have that state open at different venues. It's it's it provides good variety. It's it's always in great shape. They have the greens can get screaming there. Yes, they can. Uh, so it will be a good test. Last time it was there, Troy Johnson won it. Nice. Uh, so and yeah, it's I'm looking forward to it. I think I the last time I was there, I made the cut and I played pretty well. And I've always really liked Rush Creek. It's difficult. Uh, some of those holes on the back nine, you know, number. I was just going to say, it was 14 and 15 rebuilt then for that last state open? Or uh, I think after new? that. Okay. Yes. Because 14 is just a booger. I mean, that thing is, what, 495 or it's 510 What or about something? the hole before it with the wind whipping into you, 13, that tee shot? 13 is one of the easiest holes out there. Have you played from that back box yes, ever? Yes, where you're like, where do I hit this? Yeah. It's all marsh out there. Yeah. But I struggle on the par three before the 12th. Yeah, the 12th just kills it's, me. It's, it's a very narrow green, and you really got to know your number, and it's got trouble everywhere. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great uh, a great test, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And so. you – no, you don't have to qualify. I'm exempt. Because you're a very good player. And <laughs> Hard I've, work – hard work earns you exemptions. Well, I was exempt one time, and I couldn't go yeah. because it was over court capital days. And, again, so I've just kind of got myself in the routine of not playing in it, even though you said something to me last year that really got me uh, kind of thinking more about these things that, you know, Greg, you're super – and I am. I'm crazy competitive. You know that. But I, I use this humor or this degrading myself to make me feel like it's okay that I play bad golf, right? So that's how I do this. And, and so I just kind of stay away from that because I know my game isn't there to compete where 10 years ago it was like where am I going to try to qualify for the state open you know or what am I doing and so I want to get back to that Scott but we talked on the phone on the way down here today we covered our drive time uh with with some chatter and you know just some things are trumping that right now yeah. in my life and I, I want to get back to that in state open but I applaud you that you're able to be able 
you know, to do that. And I know your membership loves it. I know yeah. they love that you play, and that's great. And, uh, again, you're not needed at your club because you got it running so good. I'm not going to apologize about that later either. No, it's – That will not happen. We're. I'm very fortunate to have a great board, and my membership totally supports me. They love to play in pro-ams. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a priority for me, and it's it, it, it's a passion. And it it's my happy place is the golf course. When I'm not with my wife and my kids, I want to be – at the golf course playing golf there's no greater satisfaction than that i i started watching i don't know if you saw that hogan documentary on the golf channel it's a two-parter i I started watching the first one last night and uh somebody asked hogan later on in life you know do you ever regret any of the time you spent uh practicing or playing and he's or was it ever wasted and he's like never not once really yeah just and he talked about he wasn't very talkative on the golf course. No, he's he wasn't. Steely, yeah, you know. Steely, yep. And it's he said because I didn't look. At, I love to golf, but to me, he grew up with nothing, had nothing. Came down to this tournament and he had eighty five dollars. And if he said if he didn't make the cut or make any money, he told his wife he was going to give up the game. And won two hundred and eighty five dollars. He said it was the most important check he ever won. And from that point. He really he took off after that. So he said every time he's out there, it was it was his job. And back then, it was he, they weren't playing for millions of dollars. They were playing right. for maybe a thousand to five thousand dollar check. So it's uh, yeah. I mean, that's one extreme, but it's he loved the game of golf, and that's that's where I'm at. I think you're there, but competitive golf to you is a little. It's a down the list right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just a little different so. right now. But I'll, I'm I'm lined up for a lot of events coming up here. Yes. We're going to Grandview together. Yes. I'm going to be at Lassour. Lassour, I'm going to be at Jerry. Per- I'm going to be, we're going to see our boy Jerry. I'm going to go to Perm and see, see J-Lo. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do all this stuff coming up, and that's all within a week, you guys. So. Could, bo- will both of us possibly be, be fired after this week? <laughs> no, we're okay. I think we're going to be we're okay. We're taking members, baby. Yes. We got members yeah. going to these, and they love it. So, here's. One thing that we always forget to do, we're getting towards the end of the episode here, we need to recap what happened at the snowball. Yeah, I can tell you that I kind of faltered down the you stretch, did. bogeyed four I, out of the last six. The Nats got you. Oh, man. And a little pace of play stuff got you. Yeah, it was just a few things. Yeah. Uh, and you, and know you what? rode. You never ride. You but, usually walk. But at the Redwood, it is not an easy walk. There's some substantial walks between holes yes. and uphill. Yes, so it was. You learn from it. Once again, I learned a lot. What did you fire, Scotty? I think a shot. Is it par seventy? Yeah, I shot seventy three. Yeah. What did you shoot? What did I shoot? Did I did I nip you? Seventy two. It was all those calisthenics. Yes. So seventy two. What happened? Out there. You hit me by one. Yay! By the way, what did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make any money. I went seventy nine, seventy two. You went sixty nine, seventy three. Yeah, Four, so I beat three. you at Olivia, your home track, by, by 10. a lot. Yes, by ten. Yes, but uh, no. So I, I think our listeners need to look at this calisthenics that you did. It's on Twitter. It's on. You definitely, you Minnesota definitely found PGA. something there. I, I, you were complaining about it for three days. Yeah, my after, quads were killing me. But you were seven shots better. You know why? 
I'm going to tell you what. This is good. This is good stuff. Why I was better? I wasn't thinking about golf at all. I was thinking about how bad my quads hurt. <laughs> when I was out there, I was like, I don't know if I can make this swing. You know, seriously, it was like, mm, and somehow I just had it going to that hole. Yeah. You know, or just that direction. And so my irons were good down there at Redwood. I, uh, driver wasn't great, uh, but irons were really good. And I, I made a couple chips, a couple putts, and all of a sudden it's 72, which is really good for me, as you know. Two over par, I'll, I'll take that any day. Yeah, it was, it was playing difficult. Yeah, the rough was thick. Yes. You had to drive it in the right spots, and the greens I thought were different than Olivia, which made it hard. You had to yeah. adjust. I, I, I like Redwood because you have to think out there. Yeah. You can't just sit up and bang driver because – it could uh, it could it really cost you. So, yeah. well, that was kind of our update of our golf games, and I think people are interested, yeah. Scotty, because they know you're a good player, and they're like, "What adventure was Greg in this week?" <laughs> you know, I wonder what <laughs> what safari he was on trying to play some golf out there. So again, we'll we'll know. Oh man, our next podcast, we're gonna have some stuff. We'll have some results. We're gonna have some Grandview. You're gonna be in the Professional Cup. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have Lasur. Uh, we're gonna have maybe the Braemar event. Yeah. The HP Championship. And Are you signed up for the HP? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay, perfect. Uh, I'm excited to see new Braemar after they've done all the work and they've, they're have they now 18 and they got the executive CR boy, Jay. And we were talking about doing our next podcast on that, but that's a struggle date for you? Yeah, I've got the Laker Classic that afternoon that I need okay. to be at. Uh, so if we did a 6 a.m.? Oh, that's a okay, don't early. eye roll. He eye rolls me. Gracie, um, did you see that? He just, come on, we can get there. We do, we do. We'll probably won't have a podcast before this, but we've got the 3M open. Yes. We've got yes. Uh, pre-qualifying and qualifying, so some of our guys are going through that. You and I are not no, trying no, to qualify. We're not. just too busy. Uh, that's, that's that's my excuse and Greg's, too. He's just too busy. And then, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be very exciting. I don't know if I told you this, but Sunday afternoon announcing the players on the you're, first You're tee. there. I heard now that. Now on the tee, out of Olivia, Minnesota, Greg Snow. Please play away, that, please. That would be great. But Jeff Drimmel told us before he went on air today that he was more nervous for the podcast here than he was announcing people. Yes. So I bet you're going to be more nervous announcing people. Uh, maybe. Guarantee. Yeah. Guarantee. So I'll uh, if I if I see Phil, I'll tell him that you're still rooting oh, for him. Please give him a handshake for me. Okay? Yeah, I will. If you I get will. to announce him, do something. Do something that he knows. Who's that guy? You know, but do something. Yes. All right, all right, Gracie. Thank you for coming on. We're gonna have you on more. All right. When do you go back to school? I go back to school August 20th is my last day here. Okay. So hopefully we'll have two more at least. In that time frame, I want her on again. Scott, I'm going to let you come back on. I, I'm, I'm right. invited back. Thank you. All right. And obviously, we have Maggie, who sets all this up for us. And uh, you do a great job with us. And we can't thank you enough. Because, the again, this working. is the hardest part. Yeah. Yep. And we, we just get to talk, which is easy. And so um, we just go from there. So I want to thank all three of you, Jeff Drimmel, for coming on. Um, Hazeltine National. Hazeltine National for letting us KPMG. take over another room. KPMG. <sighs> they are going to hate me. If they ever listen to this, they'll be like, this guy is a They're dork. not going to sponsor us anytime no, soon. No, they're not, they're not offering us any money. But anyways, if anybody is, we're, we're listening. Yes. Yeah, contact Maggie. She's our producer. She'll take care of all that. So for Greg Snow and, uh, or excuse me, for Scotty McDonald, I'm Greg Snow. Thank you all for listening, and we'll get back to you again in a couple weeks. Have a great day.